Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard. An Australian man is suing Etihad Airlines, claiming <clears throat> excuse me, an obese passenger next to him caused him a back injury because he had to twist and turn because his fellow passenger encroached on his seating area. He was aboard a 14-and-a-half-hour flight from Sydney to the United Arab uh, uh, Emirates. The crew did allow him to sit in a crew seat for a while, but he wants $227,000 in damages for his discomfort, and he's telling it to the judge. Good day. I'm travel journalist Rudy Maxey. You're listening to America's Most Widely Syndicated Radio Travel Show. Nice to have you aboard. This hour, we'll hear from one of the architects involved in the design of an impressive new building at New York's Kennedy Airport that will hold animals ranging from elephants to your pet dog and cat. Robert and Mary Carey introduce us to Little Italy in San Diego. Who knew? I did not. We'll ask a longtime Cuba watcher and expert about a new relationship between a Florida bank and a Havana bank. Does this mean visitors will be able to use ATMs and U.S. credit cards when visiting Cuba soon? And in the wake of that Minnesota dentist, not mine, by the way, not mine, that shot a beloved Zimbabwe lion while on a big game hunt, Craig Scholey of the African Wildlife Foundation joins me to describe a different kind of tourism and, uh, going against the grain a bit, benefits of most big game hunters that most big game hunters bring to conservation efforts in Africa. First, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. The major travel news this week, of course, was the discovery of what appears to be a piece of a Boeing uh, 777 that washed up on the beach of Reunion Island, a, a French department in the Indian Ocean best known for its huge extinct volcano. As I broadcast live today at about 10.07 Eastern on Saturday morning, August 1st, the latest estimate is that French investigators expect to report by Wednesday on their findings after a detailed examination of that piece of wreckage. Question, of course, is whether this wing component is from Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 that went missing 500 days ago, 501 days ago, perhaps. And anecdotal evidence suggests that it is. And the next question will be, will that part tell us whether the plane exploded in the air or did it break up upon hitting water? Another question, can the path of that big piece of metal through the Indian Ocean be estimated in order to find the black boxes of that plane? Those boxes that record activity in flight won't float, but they can survive intact for years underwater. For years, past crashes have proven that. Could take years to find those, even with clues this piece of wreckage might provide. South Korea told the world this week the outbreak of uh, Middle East respir respiratory syndrome in that country is over. Since the first case was reported in South Korea in late May, 186 people there were infected. 36 patients died. No new cases have been reported in three weeks, the government said, hoping to convince the world's travelers to put South Korea back on their bucket lists. Consumer spending and tourism numbers have dropped sharply in the second quarter of this year there. When mirrors hit the country, tourism to South Korea was off 40 percent in June, nearly 60 percent in the first two weeks of July, even though MERS was largely confined to hospital patients. U.S. Today today, uh, well, the New York governor uh, uh, made a bold proposal this week, completely replace New York's LaGuardia Airport with a hodgepodge of with long a hodgepodge of terminals and confusing roads. It's a four billion dollar plan unveiled this week by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and Port Authority officials. Standing nearby was Vice President Joe Biden, who famously referred to LaGuardia not long ago as a third-world airport. The New York governor called it a slow, dated, terrible front door to New York, but 
Will it help solve flight delays, this uh, remake that's going to take several years to do? Is LaGuardia the country's worst major airport? USA Today travel columnist Gary Leff has some pointed thoughts on those questions. Gary, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Always great to talk to you, Rudy. All right. For all the hoopla over this, I must say, sleek redesign, this airport's still going to have the same two runways, right? They're not doing anything to the runways. That's sort of on purpose because the requirements of studies and approvals would be much greater, and they want the project to come to completion much more quickly. So the runways are going to stay exactly the same, and, of course, congested New York airspace will remain exactly the same. Yeah. I, I, you know, they, they said, well, there's going to be, with, with this unified one terminal instead of these, these individual terminals, they said the unified terminal is going to have 240% more space for runways and flight operations. I don't think runways is the right term. Uh, I think it's more like uh, tarmacs, right? Yeah, the taxiways. They're yeah, moving right. the terminal closer to uh, Grand Central Parkway so that there's more space between the terminal uh, and the water. And that's going to mean more room for the planes to uh, uh, sit and wait on the tarmac. <laughs> sit and wait on the tarmac. I get it, Gary. Um, and you don't think LaGuardia is the poster child for the worst airport in the country, do you? Well, I mean, look, I, I, there's no question that LaGuardia has its uh, drawbacks. The central terminal is not in very good shape. The thing leaks. Um, it's by no means a you know, shining, uh, splendorous example of uh, you know, modern architecture. Uh, and, and, and that's, you know, it's not a pleasant place to wait, but um, it does have advantages. I mean, it's close to the city. Uh, getting from curb to gate uh, in those separate terminals is really easy. You know, five minutes or less through security uh, to your gate because the, each of the terminals has multiple, uh, well, several of the terminals have multiple security checkpoints. Um, and you take the one closest to your gate and you're right there and on the plane. So it's an easy in and out airport that's close to the city. Um, so it does have advantages as well as its disadvantages. Take off. We've only got a uh, thirty seconds left, Gary. Take off the other uh, uh, airports that trouble you in the United States. JFK, Miami um, are certainly two of them. Uh, Los Angeles is another. Uh, I think that uh, JFK's separate terminals is more of a problem than LaGuardia because you do uh, far more connections domestic to international there. Uh, Los Angeles is a transportation nightmare, and eventually it will have connected terminals, but you know doesn't uh, entirely uh, yet. And the queuing and the walks in Miami uh, are oh. uh, truly terrible. It is a third-world airport. Those are endless, aren't they? I mean, you can miss a flight, even though you have a half an hour, you know, 45 minutes between flights. It is such a long walk from some gates to others. I, my goodness. It absolutely is. Well, thank you, Gary. I, I appreciate your, your, your outlook on this. We'll, uh, we'll watch the construction with interest. Uh, for listeners who don't know it, uh, flights will continue into LaGuardia during the entire stage in, uh, of, of construction, right? Great to talk to you always, and, and it will. So it's going to be, it's going to get a lot worse before LaGuardia gets better. Hey, thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you. Gary Leff is USA Today's travel columnist. Uh, he joins us uh, from, the, from the East Coast. Uh, now, meanwhile, on Long Island, JFK Airport announced plans this week to turn that iconic but now unused former TWA terminal designed by the late Finnish architect Aero Saarinen into a hotel. You know that terminal. You've seen pictures of it. It's got those, those incredibly, uh, incredible swooping ceilings. Um, and, you know, JetBlue uh, was going to, did use it actually for a while and then finally moved right next door to it, and it's been sort of sitting there decaying. So I was delighted to hear it's going to be turned into a hotel. I love one of uh, the architect's quotes. He once said, he died in the 60s, he once said, quote, The purpose of architecture is to shelter and enhance man's life on earth and to fulfill his belief in the nobility of his existence, period, unquote. Well, we'll see if the new hotel uh, 
uh, fulfills uh, the late architect's plans. So after this break, we're going to meet an architect involved in the design of another new structure at Kennedy Airport. It's a terminal for animals dubbed The Ark, and it's a very expensive proposition. It's going to replace a, a, an older terminal that's decaying there. So stick around. We'll hear more about that. Your dog is going to be able to get a massage there. There's a pool for animals. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Glad you are. Stick around. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. There are river cruises, and then there are river cruises on board the award-winning Emerald Waterways cruise ships. Emerald Waterways European Cruises won the 2014 Cruise Critic Editor's Pick Award for the best new river ship, and it's easy to see why. Shore excursions are included on almost every cruise day. You'll experience first-class service from an English-speaking crew, complimentary Wi-Fi, spacious accommodations, and gratuities, transfers, and port charges are included. To get your new 2016 brochure, visit emeraldwaterways.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look under Sponsors for Emerald Waterways. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. 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 Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz rewards, and use them instantly. Only on Orbitz. Orbitz rewards. Instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com rewards. In one week, our car broke down and our roof started to leak. We really needed money for repairs. I really needed to move to a bigger apartment. But with my credit card payments and other bills, I couldn't afford the security deposit. When over 100,000 people needed money this year, they turned to Avant. Avant was great. They relieved a lot of financial stress. I was approved for a personal loan through Avant. The next day, I had $4,000 in my account. Avant can get you the personal loan you need fast. It's simple to apply, and there's no risk because checking your rate with Avant has no effect on your FICO score. Right now, Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first installment is made on time. To check your rates risk-free and get this special offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 8282 at checkout. That's www.avant.com, promo code 8282. Loans are made by WebBank, a Utah industrial bank, equal housing lender, and by affiliates of Avant Incorporated. California loans offered by Avant will be made under financial lenders license number 603K124. Funds are generally deposited via ACH for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time Monday through Friday. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. I would like to make one correction. Uh, my previous guest, uh, uh, Gary Leff, is not uh, USA Today's travel columnist. He was quoted in the USA Today travel piece uh, recently, and uh, I think that got miscommunicated to some folks on the staff here. Um, he is uh, he's a blogger, and uh, I'll tell you much more about him when we have him on uh, next. I promised you, oh, this, uh, let, me, let me remind you, this segment of the show is being sponsored by LifeLock.com, who asks the question, what puts your identity at risk? Do you swipe your credit or debit card at the gas station? Identity thieves can place skimming devices on the payment terminals. Do you use public Wi-Fi at hotels, airports, or away from home? Or when you're away from home? Identity thefts are known to set up shop thieves. I'm sorry, identity thieves are known to set up shop around Wi-Fi hotspots. 
hoping to cash in on your personal information. Or do you bank online or go to the doctor? Well, bank and health insurers can be susceptible to breaches of your private information. But you don't have to stop living your life. Instead, do what the carries and I have done and get LifeLock Ultimate Plus Identity Theft Protection. Helps protect your social security number, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Now, obviously, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at every business, but you only have one identity, so protect it with the best. LifeLock. Enroll in minutes and your protection starts immediately. Call or visit LifeLock.com now. You'll save special first name code Rudy to save 10% or give them a ring at 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. Again, mention promo code Rudy. Save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. You'll also find a link at the radio show's website, RudyMaxa.com, on the homepage under Sponsors. So I mentioned uh, before the last commercial break that... Uh, um, Animals at JFK are getting an upgraded lounge, shall we say. It's, a, it's an enti- entire dedicated building um, for animals. Cliff Bullman is the senior associate, is a senior associate with Gensler Architecture Planning and Design. It's a global architecture and planning firm, and they are working on this building that is going to be called the ARC. Mr. Bullman, welcome to the show. Nice to have you aboard. Hey, Rudy. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, now, this uh, can you describe the ARC for folks who might not have uh, heard of it and tell us what building it's replacing? Sure. The, uh, the, the ARC is going to be an animal uh, transportation facility uh, at JFK Airport. Um, uh, its, its primary customers are animals. Um, it is uh, it's currently a, uh, a cargo building that's been vacant for about 10 years and is being repositioned um, to house uh, and be a transport facility for animals. Now, you have taken, I think, a lot of chiding, well, you not personally, but uh, this project has taken a lot of chiding in the press because there's going to be a, a pool there and there's massages for dogs, et, et cetera. Give us a larger picture of it, won't you? Well, the, the building itself uh, is about 178,000 square feet. Um, the ARC facility is really catered uh, to uh, several animal groups, uh, uh, horses, uh, your traditional uh, dogs and cats, birds and, and livestock. Um, so there's there's separation between the the, the different animals. Uh, and it's really to find ways to uh, transport animals and you know as part of their overall journey make this uh, make their journey as uh, uh, de-stressed as possible. Well, I don't think I mean most people know that some folks bring their pets on, on board, but I don't think most people appreciate the number and sometimes size of animals that are transported by planes at JFK and and need to be have a waiting area, so to speak, uh, perhaps even overnight or longer than that. So you have horses. So you've got so you've got uh, Middle Eastern guys who own racehorses, bringing them in, bringing them in for the Kentucky Derby, for example, right? Sure. Um, you know the uh, the the horses. Uh, you know all animals are quarantined for a period of uh, period of time uh, when they are arriving from you know different international uh, uh, destinations, and um, and you know this is just to create a, a safe uh, a safe spot uh, that's uh, you know that the horses are familiar with, um, and they can use this area to uh, uh, to, to relax and and uh, you know feel comfortable. Uh, and uh, you know, and have the the appropriate attention, you know, and uh, available food and water, and uh, you know, it's a safe place for the horse uh, and the animal as well as the handlers. How long might a horse? How long does a horse have to be quarantined in this in this in the United States when they arrive from overseas? Do you know? Uh, I, I think it varies from uh, from different destinations. All right, but it's, so, it's, it's, it uh, can be know, days, right? I mean, twenty four 
24 hours to several days. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and might circus animals come through? Might an elephant or something that large? I, I'm not quite certain uh, if we would ever see uh, circus animals coming through here, but uh, you know there are you know provisions to handle different types of animals, uh, and we can uh, you know uh, I, I'm sure that there might be provisions uh, you know sort of in the operation that it would allow uh, the ark to mm -hmm. uh, to handle those uh, different animals of different sizes. My guest is Cliff Bowman. He's a senior associate with Gensler Architecture Planning and Design. It's a global architecture and planning firm, and they are architecting and planning a uh, new facility at J New York's JFK Airport called the Ark, which is a holding place for animals and even your dog. It is, it's even a place where if you are flying out of JFK and you need to board your pet, you can do that there. Um, I, I confirm that for me, Cliff. And also tell me what the purpose of the pool serves. Sure. The, um, there, there is a... Uh a facility for the dogs and cats. Um, you you can kennel your 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 dog and cat at this uh, at this building as well. Uh, so if you're traveling and uh, you need a place for those uh, for those animals, um, the, uh, the there's a company that's coming in. It's called Paradise for Paws, and they will uh, uh, take care of your your animal, your 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 household animal. And um, uh, that facility is is fairly. Uh, uh, Robust with posh, a, posh. A waiting pool, posh, <laughs> uh, uh, waiting pools for the dogs. You know the dogs like to play and and have uh, fun just like the rest of us. And I love it. Waiting pools for the dogs. They can also get. Did I see in one news a paw manicures, paw cures, or something? Uh, I I believe that the, the the there is sort of a a, a treatment facility for the dogs. Uh, <laughs> if you want to. How call did you that. all? How did you all design? I mean, you have experience in designing. Uh, Buildings and 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 holding places for animals. Your um, firm, you know, my my firm, and uh, you know, I'm sort of one of our directors in our aviation planning uh, and design group. Uh, uh, you know, we we have experience in designing terminals for for people, um, and we we've designed terminals all over the world. Uh, and uh, uh, this is this is yet another terminal. Uh, our clientele is a little bit different. Are um, but they still require the same sort of uh, amenities and and uh, requirements. It's uh, at times it's just a different scale and it's uh, it's a different way of looking at the uh, you know the the finishes that we have to use for the for the facility. So it's it's been an interesting and you know a huge learning curve, uh, but it's been a lot of fun and uh, it's actually been very, quite playful. Is there anything that surprised you regarding finishes or build-out that you went, oh, I hadn't thought of that? I, I think the scale of the building uh, has has uh, has surprised me how large it, it's been, and uh, and the scale of the spaces for the animals. Uh, I think you hit it uh, right on the head earlier on, where we we you know with a horse, it's it's hard to appreciate a horse walking down a corridor, but. Uh, you know, you could also appreciate that, uh, you know, sort of clear wayfinding through the building, you know, with, with architecture and minimal turns is, is appreciated by all travelers, uh, uh, people and animals. I understand there's some kind of, kind of soft flooring for horses so their hoofs won't be uh, stressed by hard concrete or so. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a uh, it's, like I said, it's been a, it's a, been a huge learning curve, and we've been, uh, you know, trying to understand uh, not only from the the finishes, but uh, you know, just access to uh, water and and uh, and food and hay storage. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, journey for us on the design. And how many animals pass through Kennedy every year? 
Um, you know, our, our, it, it's got to be quite a few. I, I don't have a direct number. I mean, it's tens of thousands here. We're not talking about 800. No, I, don't, I think it's, it's, it's quite a few because uh, if you're building a facility to handle this type of volume, it's, uh, there are animals that uh, do probably travel. Uh, you know, maybe they should even consider uh, uh, frequent flyer miles. Exactly, exactly. Well, before I say, well, let me say goodbye to you, uh, Mr. Roland, but how, when is this expected to be completed? Uh, and towards the end of 2016, right. uh, we're expecting to uh, receive our, our first guests. Well, I'm sure your guests can't wait to see it. Thanks so much for, for joining me. Thanks so much. Cliff Bowman is a senior associate with Gensler Architecture Planning and Design, and they are planning and designing the Ark. I guess they've already planned and designed it. They're about to start uh, overseeing the building of it. Um, the Ark is going to be an animal f- handling facility for uh, Kennedy's Airport. The one that exists now is apparently out of date, and uh, a better one's coming. Up next, our Robert and Mary Carey are staying in our state on La Jolla. You heard the live broadcast last week, perhaps, and they had a chance to visit San Diego's thriving Little Italy while we're there. I didn't know there was a Little Italy in San Diego. They're going to share information on that with us right after this break. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open anytime, so call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you're seeking an adventure of a lifetime, an easy trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time for Iceland. Yes, Iceland. The Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Reykjavik four-star city break with Spa and Northern Lights Tour, or the Iceland Escape for a unique spa and nature break tour. These are four-day, three-night trips starting around $500 per person. Seriously. Go to RudyMaxa.com and click on the Iceland Tourism Bureau link for these great trips and more. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to our newest sponsor, MyPillow.com. The Carries and I have been using a MyPillow pillow now for weeks, and we're loving them. They're American-made and guaranteed to provide the best sleep you've ever had. Rudy Max's world listeners receive a special buy one, get one free offer. So if you suffer from snoring, insomnia, neck pain, migraines, allergies, sleep apnea, TMJ, and more, get the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own by calling 800-775-1983 or go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code RUDY. There's also a link at RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. lines are always open at 800-387-8025 and stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com now back to rudy max's world it is 33 past the hour welcome back to rudy max's world with robert and mary carey on this first weekend of august thanks for joining rudy mary and me today this portion of the show is being sponsored by emerald waterways river cruises are so popular and there are a number of operators out there offering them but have you checked out our favorite on the show emerald waterways They'll take you to Europe's great cities or countries like Vietnam and Cambodia. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas, shore excursions are included, as are all the gratuities, transfers, port charges, even the beer and wine. They won the 2014 Cruise Critic Editor's Pick for Best New River Cruise, so check them out today at emeraldwaterways.com and order your free 2016 brochure. You can also visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. 
So last weekend, you heard us broadcasting live from La Jolla Torrey Pines, and after the show, we decided to visit San Diego's Little Italy and enjoyed a truly wonderful dinner at a brand new restaurant, Civico 1845, located right on India Street. We also had an opportunity to catch up with Marco Lamandri, the president of Little Italy San Diego, and here's that interview. Marco, welcome to the show today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. My pleasure. So we're here in Little Italy, San Diego, and many of the Little Italys around the states have been slowly dying off, ethnically changing, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't seem to be the case here in San Diego. Tell us a little bit about why that is. Well, I think that originally the Little Italys throughout the country were portals of entry for Italian immigrants. Our Little Italy is probably about 110 years old. Uh, it was really founded by Our Lady of the Rosary Church in 1925, which became the glue and the spirit of our little Italy. Over the course of the last 20 years, downtown San Diego has gone through an incredible revitalization. It has 30,000 new residents that have moved into downtown mm. San Diego. But Little Italy was the only one that had a traditional main street. It had the church. It had the only elementary school in downtown. And it was really the only intact community. Right. Albeit, there were a lot of parking lots here, a lot of one-story buildings, and a lot of opportunities for growth. When people decided, and this also includes a lot of Italian seniors that wanted to move back to the community, when they decided they wanted to live in a more urban setting, yeah. I, I call the Europeanization yep. of the United States, Little Italy was the most desirable place for them to move. So since 2002, we've had 3,000 new condos and luxury apartments built. But what made it a little different here is a lot of the Italians that were based upon the fishing industry never sold their land. And they still had a spiritual tie to the street and they had a spiritual tie to the community. As developers came in, they developed parking lots. So parking lots now became 300 unit condo uh, units. And the community just started growing. So I think what attracts people to this area is that we've been able to maintain the culture. We've been able to maintain the fabric of this neighborhood. The church is stronger than ever. The school is stronger than ever. So people feel they're moving into an attack community that is ethnically diverse, but it has great roots. And but it's also still has the great roots, right? Yes, Very absolutely. important distinction. Okay. So Marco, you offer an array of activities here, like the summer film festival that's going on. The Marine Band concert we saw that's being promoted that's coming right. up. Fair Augusto, obviously that, that's big. Uh, even the farmer's market on Saturdays. So what do you think keeps people coming back here and brings people in, you know, consistently? Well, one thing is where Little Italy in San Diego is, is located is phenomenally beautiful. I mean, we go straight You down are right downtown, that's yeah. true. And the microclimate here is unbelievable. <laughs> We're about four blocks from the bay, which was the foundation of the industry of Little Italy, which was the tuna the industry. The tuna industry, right, sure. And the tuna industry, there was the largest location of saners, tuna saners, as well as canneries in the world up until about 1975. So what keeps bringing people here is that we don't have a lot of events, but what we have is high quality quality events. As you mentioned, we have the Mercato, which is every Saturday. Probably close to 10,000 people come to the Mercato. It's about seven years and old. And that's huge. It is huge. Yeah. And what attracts people here is its order. And is that year-round, the market? I mean, the market is year-round. It is. Okay. It's I thought not like so. back thought, east yeah. where we have to shut down for four months. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> but we only really have two large events per year. And the two large events are the Festa, which is now it's the single largest Italian celebration in the country. And it's always on Columbus Day. There will be about 150,000 people in one day. And then we have what's called Art Walk, which is in the end of April. Those are the two key events. But then we do a Christmas tree lighting. We do trick-or-treat on India Street so all the kids in the neighborhood can go out and they can walk around. 
Then we do, uh, as you had mentioned, the Fedagosto, Carnivale, right before Lent. So we do some really high-quality events. The summer film series is just something we started about a year ago. I do want to ask you your favorite Little Italy neighborhood outside of San Diego, if you have one. North End in Boston. In Boston, okay. And I want to touch real quick on the open spaces that you have here that make this very different from any other Little Italy we've seen in the States. The only other place that really has a central piazza would be in Providence, Rhode Island. And I think that it's it's a nice piazza, but we're building them into the fabric of the neighborhood. And we're vacating streets, we're vacating corners, and we're dedicating them to certain people. So we did one to John Barcelona, the most decorated Italian-American in U.S. history. So it's, there's a Piazza Barcelona. Across the street, we're building the Piazza Familia, which will be 10,000 square feet. So the outdoor spaces, I think, really make this very unique and much more authentic, very similar to what you would find in Italy. The open spaces for people gathering. And in New York. Right, of course in New York. Marco, thank you so much for your time today and for being with us. Thanks. The next time you're in San Diego for business or pleasure, check out their Little Italy. They have so many great restaurants there. And as Mary mentioned, we ate at a new place called Civico 1845, which we highly recommend. They even have a nice gluten-free and vegan. And if you ask for their manager, I'm sure he'll take good care of it. Okay, up next, show friend John Kavalik joins Rudy to discuss Americans visiting Cuba will now be able to use their U.S. bank credit cards, which you may or may not know they've been illegal to use up until now. Cash only, though. Stay with us. We're back in three minutes. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. Face it, folks, shaving is a pain. Most people think an expensive razor is the fix, but three blades, six blades, heck, 15 blades won't matter. You'll still get nicks, bumps, and irritation. The secret to a pain-free shave? Cremo cream. Foams and gels are mostly air, but Cremo is a rich, impossibly slick cream. Any razor will glide over your skin for a more comfortable, pain-free shave. Want a better shave? Then get a better shave cream. Cremo cream. Red cap, white tube, Find it at Walmart, Target, CVS Pharmacy, and Walgreens. Ah, summertime. So much to do. No, four flat tires. Honey, the wheelbarrow and the trailers have flat tires. Yeah, my bike has a flat tire. And my dirt bike, too. Summertime, bummer time. Ah. Dear, wake up. I had the worst nightmare. All of our tires were flat. It's okay. We are ready. We use slime tire sealant. Slime sure makes it easy to prevent flat tires. Time to roll. Yeah, let's roll. Use slime products to prevent flats and to repair and inflate tires. Get Slime Tire Sealant at Walmart. Hey, Cricket or Metro PCS customers. For a limited time, slash your Cricket or Metro PCS payment in half when you switch to Boost Mobile. With Cricket or Metro, you'll pay $40 a month for a plan. But with Boost, you'll pay half that. That's just $20 a month, plus you get 2.5 gigs of high-speed data to go with it. Hurry into your local Boost Mobile store today for details and check out the lineup of the latest Samsung Galaxy phones. Offer valid until 9-30-15. Requires valid in-store port from select Cricket or Metro PCS wireless plan to eligible Boost monthly plan at participating indirect dealers. Excludes BoostMobile.com and national retailers. Not all Metro PCS or Cricket plans will have an equivalent Boost plan and certain Cricket or Metro PCS plan services may not be included. After 12 months, promotional plan expires and plan automatically changes to higher price equivalent plan. Not combinable with certain other promotions. State and local sales taxes or fees may apply when adding funds to accounts. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Boost reserves a right to modify, extend, or cancel offer at any time. Prohibited use rules and other restrictions apply. See participating dealer for complete details. Cricket is a registered trademark of Cricket Communications Incorporated. Metro PCS is a registered trademark of T-Mobile USA Incorporated DBA Metro PCS. Identity thieves are smart, ruthless at what they do. You heard about the latest government data breach, right? Investigators now believe that data theft from the Office of Personnel Management Computer Systems compromised sensitive personal information of roughly 21.5 million people. 
You know, if federal government databases can be hacked, what do you think about protection of other databases that store your information? Don't stop living your life. Just do what Rudy, Mary, and I have done. Get LifeLock Ultimate Plus Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your social security number, bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Obviously, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions in every business, but you only have one identity, so protect it with the best. Call or visit LifeLock.com and save 10% on your membership. And be sure to use promo code Rudy. That's promo code Rudy to get our 10% discount. Call 800-637-8149. That's 800-637-8149 or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. This portion of the program is sponsored by Orbits.com. You can cannonball into a pool, start a dance party, do a cartwheel on the beach. Orbits will reward you for all that. Everyone wins, and they'll reward you for that giveaway. Get up to $110 in Orbit's rewards for entering your travel photos and videos. Plus, enter each week to be eligible to win a trip to Europe, Hawaii, Mexico, or the Caribbean. Plus, the favorite weekly entry gets an extra $500 in Orbit's rewards. Just go to Orbit's.com slash everyone wins to enter. Everyone wins. That's it. Orbit's.com slash everyone wins to enter this contest. That's Orbit's.com forward slash everyone wins. Everyone wins, by the way, is one word. There's no purchase necessary. It's void where prohibited. You must be 18 or over to enter and a legal residence of the lower 48 states. <laughs> How come Alaska can't enter? This offer ends September 13th, so hurry. For official rules, visit orbits.com, everyone wi- forward slash everyone wins, or look at rudymaxa.com and check under sponsored for the Orbits link. John Kavalich is uh, has been on the show a couple times talking about Cuba because that's been a hot topic in the last uh, year. He's a senior policy advisor at the U.S. Cuba Trade and Economic Council. That's a nonprofit group of businesses who have been waiting for decades for Cuba to open up for business. John uh, Kavalich, welcome back to the show. Hello, sir. Now, I, I wanted to talk to you about this news this, uh, this week, or in the last 10 days anyway, that a Florida bank that no one's ever heard of has established, the first American bank, to establish a banking relationship with a bank in Havana. Um, why are they doing it, not, you know, Wells Fargo or U.S. Bank or some big company, number one and number two? Well, then I'll, I'll get to the second question after that. The larger banks have been fearful because of the U.S. government's aggressiveness with pursuing fines uh, for activities not only in the U.S., but outside of the U.S., and specifically European banks, where they violate, even in a technical way, U.S. banking regulations relating to sanctions countries. For example, a bank might misplace a decimal, a comma, a semicolon, and Treasury Department could send them a letter saying, you owe us $100,000. So the large banks are fearful. They were very happy when Cuba was removed from the sanctions list, but Stonegate had an edge up because Several months ago, they became the bank for what is now the Cuban embassy in Washington. Ah. And they're a small bank in Florida, and they then went and pursued becoming the first bank with a direct correspondent banking account, which means basically that when U.S. companies today sell corn to Cuba, 
Cuba has to send them the money through, let's say, a bank in Paris. So it's a triangle. But now, when the U.S. exporter sends their corn to Cuba, they can get that money directly in the matter of hours. So this is, it, it qualifies as a big deal. And the next step is Stonegate will now be able to allow for its branded Visa cards, MasterCards to be able to use in Cuba. So they are basically the the front line. You know, they've done all the heavy lifting mm-hmm. so that the large banks will now come in and graft onto it. Well, will visitors who have a card, you know, that's part of one of those international networks like Cirrus and so on that Stonegate might be a part of, I don't know because I'm not familiar with the bank, will they be able will we be able to use our ATM uh, at use ATM machines or 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 withdraw cash from Cuban banks using those cards? Well, Soon? Cuba does have some ATMs, but that's probably going to take some time. Uh, the first step is going to be getting the cards authorized. And MasterCard and Visa and AmeriExpress have all said to their member banks in the U.S., we're okay with you having the cards active in Cuba. But the U.S. banks have been waiting. And one of the problems, and I, this gets so into the weeds, but one of the problems is this. The U.S. banks have been concerned that – Currently, there are 12 categories of visitors that can go to Cuba, and sure. tourism is not one of them. Yeah, right, exactly. What yeah. they're Technical. afraid of is that somebody goes down to Havana, spends 10, 15 grand partying it up in, in Cuba, comes back, and they're not an authorized traveler. And then the Treasury Department sends them a letter saying, well, you should have known this person was charging in Cuba who wasn't authorized, and now we're going to fine you. So they're still trying to work that out because they're just scared. All right. John, hey, thank you for filling us in on it. We'll check with you as this develops because you're our man on Cuba. Thank you, sir. John Kavlich is a senior policy advisor at the U.S.-Cuba Trade and Economic Council. Um, you can find uh, more information out at the website if you happen to do, want to do business in Cuba. It's called cubatrade.org. All one word, cubatrade, period, org. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World after this commercial break, and we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're we're going to talk about how actually big game hunters benefit the African economy and the conservation of animals at times with Craig Scholey, Vice President of the African Wildlife Foundation. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is, what time is it? It's like 52 after the hour, I believe, right here in Rudy Maxa's World. I think it's 52 after the hour where you are. And this portion of the show is sponsored by ReliefFactor.com. Thanks to this show, there are now hundreds of people in our audience, I am told, who are taking Relief Factor to get and stay out of pain. I'm talking about arthritis, back, neck pain, shoulder, foot, knee pain, muscle aches, and more. After months and sometimes even decades of ongoing pain, so many of our listeners are now pain-free because of Relief Factor, like a karate instructor who wrote to say he had such bad back pain that he was literally bedridden and scheduled for surgery. He tried Relief Factor as a last resort and was soon out of pain, and canceled the surgery. If you or someone you know is struggling with pain, 
and you know it's dangerous to keep taking those over-the-counter prescription pain meds, you need to try Relief Factor because everything in that pill is all natural. It's your all-natural advantage over chronic pain. You, you can get a two-week quick start pack for just nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com to get started with your two-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. We know it works, and soon you will too. Go to relieffactor.com to get out of pain or look at rudymax.com under sponsors. Greg Scholey is the vice president of African Wildlife Foundation. It's no secret that uh, wildlife in Africa has been in the news very intensely the last week since that Minnesota dentist uh, uh, killed a favored... Uh, a lion in Zimbabwe. Craig Shelley, though, uh, is here to talk about a different kind of uh, tourism in Africa, conservation tourism. Uh, Mr. Shelley, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thanks very much. Happy to be with you. What is conservation tourism exactly? Well, I think conservation tourism is tourism that um, is obviously based on wildlife and, and wild landscapes. And in some way, shape, or form, it plays a role in terms of linking with communities and national parks to facilitate conservation. Uh, so in the end, you're talking about a situation that um, improves the wildlife situation, uh, maintains habitat, and benefits people, too. And what would that entail? I mean, is this coming to work on a, on a volunteer basis with projects in Africa, perhaps? No, I think a lot of what African Wildlife Foundation does is specifically related to tourism and accommodations that relate to tourism. And, and so we liaise with, uh, with the private sector and also uh, communities who live with wildlife in their backyard, and we try to create facilities, accommodations, luxury lodges uh, that uh, ultimately are linked to the community. And um, in many, many cases, some of the things that we do are owned by the local community in the end, and so therefore they see a direct link between wildlife and wild lands. They recognize that people are only going to come if, in fact, the wildlife is there, stay in their lodges, and in turn they re receive economic benefits. All right, let me uh, give out your website while we're on that very point. Uh, uh, the website for um, uh, the African Wildlife Foundation is the initials of the name of the, of the group, awf.org. I presume if I go to awf.org, Craig, that I'll find information on places like this to stay. Absolutely. Uh, one of the, the many examples that you'll see there is a place called Sabino Silverback Lodge. Uh, I lived and worked in Rwanda for many, many years. My background is primatology, and, and I worked with mountain gorillas. And uh, we have created a lodge uh, that is located right on the border of Volcanoes National Park. Um, it's uh, a five-star facility. It's been recognized by Condé Nast. Um, and we conceived that, worked with the private sector, uh, partner and uh, and basically built the lodge and negotiated with the local community to ensure that uh, the park and uh, wildlife on the periphery of the park was going to be safe and and in turn they now own the lodge and and so one can go to Rwanda stay at Sabino Silverback uh, have a great experience uh, from an accommodation standpoint wake up in the morning go out and trek gorillas come back and and again uh, enjoy the facilities and um, and a lot of the the profits that are reaped by this lodge, uh, ultimately go back into the community. This community probably receives in excess of a million dollars a year and benefits probably 7,000 to 8,000 families in the area. And right. so here you're talking about a situation wherein you've got a community that was land rich and cash poor, and uh, now as a result of helping to conserve land and protect mountain gorillas and the periphery of the park, uh, they are a lot richer than they used to be. And the asset on which they're relying is wildlife life and the National Park. 
I love it so. And wait till they put that casino in there. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Greg, we're not going to go there. We're not Greg, going to go there. <laughs> Greg, we only have 45 seconds left. I know you don't want to talk a lot about this, uh, this, this Minnesota dentist who shot this beloved lion because that's not your department. However, uh, I've noticed he's gotten you know this, this incredible wave of bad publicity, people picketing his office. But I do notice that there have been some editorials saying, you know, by the way, game, big game hunters have traditionally helped support conservation efforts because of these extraordinary fees they pay to go hunting of animals that aren't on endangered lists. Uh, also, like some of your lodges, who support local communities and allow for conservation efforts to save these animals. In theory, in 30 seconds, do you agree with that? Um, I, I do believe that, that there's a possibility. Um, in this day and age, though, um, AWS's position is that uh, hunting is not a bad thing. It depends upon what you hunt. Exactly. And, and so, therefore, if you're talking about lions or elephants or rhinos, uh, which are extremely threatened at this particular point, their, their numbers are diminishing. Uh, there were probably 100,000 lions on the continent uh, 50 years ago. Now there are about 20,000. Fair enough. Um, that's not a sustainable population at this Fair particular point. And, and so, therefore, I, I think you've got to be careful and, and you've got particular caveats. Fair enough. Craig Scholey is Vice President of the American Wildlife Foundation, awf.org. I'm Rudy Max. We're going to take a break. Some stations are leaving us after this first hour. We'll see you again next week. The rest of you stick around. We'll be back in about six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.